Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. What's up? You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a photography podcast designed to help you manifest your best creative life in self-employment. My name is Mike Thur, and I am your host. And on this show, you're going to hear practical perspectives on how to improve your freelancing journey. And beyond that, you're going to hear from other incredible creative professionals about their art, their business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So thank you so much for joining me. Entrepreneurs starts right now. All right. What is up? Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Michael Durf. If you have not listened to this show before, welcome. We are entrepreneurs. We are on episode 107 of season three. So happy to have you joining me today. I am thrilled to get this started. So for today, I have a few questions that I want to ask you. And what I actually want you to do is think about these answers for a few seconds before you come up with your responses. I'm actually going to give you guys some time to think about it because I realized after doing this show for a hundred plus episodes that the best lessons tend to come from when somebody asks you a question that engages your mind, not necessarily from a statement that your mind might blindly accept as the truth. But because I, as a podcast host, am terrified of dead air, I never actually give you guys a chance to think about the question that I ask you. And instead, I just give you the answer or at least my version of the answer right away. So today, I wanted to give you that chance to think about your answers. And if you need to pause the episode after I ask the questions, please go right ahead. Uh, I really want you to come away from this episode or any of these episodes with something to practice and implement. And the only way I think this works is if you don't just passively listen to the content and move on to the next episode. I want to challenge you to become the best version of yourself. And for me, the building blocks of becoming the best versions of yourself really start with self-reflection, and self-awareness, because without that, there really is no self-improvement. So you need the time to digest this, all right? So enough bearing the lead here. My question for you, or at least my first question for you, is what does it mean to be proactive? And I'll say that one more time, and then I'll give you a few seconds to think about it. What do you think it means to be proactive? All right, so if you didn't have enough time there, like I said, pause the episode, mull it over, come up with your answer. Now, if you are like me, you've probably long identified proactivity with action, specifically taking the first step of an action, you know, being the one to initiate something. And oftentimes that came with the expectation of doing it before someone had the ability to tell you to do it, right? That's sort of how I always felt about being proactive growing up. You know, set the dinner table before mom tells you to do it. 
shovel the snow before dad tells you to do it and do your homework ahead of time so you can watch TV that night. And as I got older, it translated to work, right? Do something that needs to get done before the boss chirps at you. That was my definition of being proactive. Now, that's not entirely wrong here, but I don't think it paints the whole picture. And here is why. Taking initiative alone does not qualify whether that action was productive or unproductive. It does not qualify if that action was useful or useless. And it does not qualify if that action yielded success or failure. And so what I've come to learn very recently, and I credit this entirely to Nathan Horitz, who is the host of the Boca podcast, as well as the Newbie Photographers Conference, and overall just an incredibly thoughtful and introspective person, is that most of our day-to-day actions, even if it took initiative to do them, rarely get us closer to achieving our goals. And I had to stop and think about that for a second, just about my own life. You know, how many activities do I partake in that don't get me closer to my goals? What is that percentage? And he challenged me. He challenged a lot of people. He said, one, write down your goals. Identify what those goals are personally and professionally. Two, list the most common things that you do in your day. Maybe not a day that you're working on an assignment, but maybe one of those quote unquote off days as a freelancer. You know, what are those actions that you typically do? And then thirdly, once you've sort of exhausted your list, count out how many of those activities actually fall under the category of this action is getting me closer to my goals. And then you compare that to the number of actions that are not getting you closer to your goals. So to illustrate this, I will run through my own general list with you. I have no qualms about this. Maybe you can even relate a little bit. So outside of the basic hygiene rituals, which I will spare you, here's how I might spend an average off day okay, or a day off of assignment. First off, I probably spend a good 30 minutes looking at social media right as I wake up. If I don't have anywhere else to be, it could easily stretch into an hour, if not more. Then I might look at what sporting news hits the front page. You know, So I'm sort of an admitted stat head. I will look into standings. I will look into uh, game logs, advanced metrics of noteworthy players. I will sit down at my desk for about maybe five minutes before I realize that I need to throw on a pot of coffee, go to the kitchen, make the coffee, then realize that the kitchen sink is a mess. I'll clean that up. Once I get back to my workspace, I'll then realize that since I'm in the cleaning zone already, I might as well declutter my office space as well. I will then scroll through my catalog of audiobooks and podcast episodes that I have queued up to determine what to listen to while I'm cleaning. And then once that's done, I will start to get into kind of my busy work, right? I'll look at my analytics. I will see how much traffic has come to my photography website, maybe see how many downloads I've gotten on my podcast. I will check emails, respond to emails, make sure all the invoices that I have are squared away. I'll take a snapshot of my basic bank account balances, my personal ones, my professional ones. I will see if I need to provide any estimates or quotes. I will do some research on potential leads, come up with some project ideas, maybe some marketing pitches, write, record, edit for the podcast, schedule interviews, you know, and then uh, I will finish up the day by watching some tutorials or educational content before it's time to prep for dinner before my wife gets home. So albeit in a very relaxed and comfortable environment of my own home, it's actually a very busy day. But here's where that self-awareness comes into play, okay? Because the rub is busyness can trick our brains into thinking that we've done something productive towards our goals, when in fact, that's not always the case. We may have made zero progress, even though we've worked really hard at doing those practices. So about 90% of those actions that I listed do not actively get me closer to my goals. Now, those actions might be important, they might be noble, but ultimately, 
I will be in the exact same position no matter how intensely I practice them. Now, you might be asking, well, Mike, what are your actual goals? Don't we need to know that first? And to that, my answer is quite truthfully many. I have client goals. I have creative goals. I have financial goals. I have time goals, personal growth goals. And honestly, it doesn't really matter what mine specifically are. What matters is it became very evident that I spent a large portion of my non-assignment days focused on activities that do not move the needle. And so with that, I saw proactivity in an entirely new light. No longer is it solely about just taking action, right? I had to qualify. I had to assess which actions would ultimately drive me closer to my goals. And by nature, scale back on the actions that yield little to no results. I had to take a hard look in the mirror and say, you know, this might just be busy work. All this emphasis on administrative and clerical duties, it might be important. It might have to get done. But ultimately, it does not move the needle. It just maintains a status quo. So question number two for you is, what are your goals? Think about that. Pause the episode if you need to. Write them down. Be specific. What are your goals? Maybe you want three new clients by the end of Q2. Maybe you want an additional $5,000 in wedding book sales. Maybe you want to be featured in two different publications by the end of the year. You determine what goals are meaningful to you. All right, so once you identify your goals, the question number three is, what actions will get you closer to achieving said goals? Okay, let me repeat that one more time because I think it is that important to note. What actions will get you closer to achieving your goals? Does focusing on your YouTube channel really get you any closer to getting those three new clients? How much of those hours that you spend researching really helps you sell more wedding books? Does any of that daily admin work really have any impact on you getting your work into those publications? Or maybe would you be better off spending 20 minutes a day trying to connect with a new client on the phone or focusing on better SEO than watching YouTube or maybe even outsourcing some of your busy work so that you can focus on big picture strategy? So again, take time and assess your typical actions. Are you spending most of your time on proactive habits meaning those actions are getting you closer to your goals? Or are you spending most of your time on reactive habits, meaning they are not getting you closer to your goals? It's okay if the answer is, Mike, I spend most of my time on reactive habits. Again, many of those tasks are important. But in my opinion, the ratio can't be lopsided in its favor. Otherwise, you will always stay in the same place. It is an eye-opening exercise in self-awareness if you allow yourself to be honest, which leaves me to my final question. Question number four, what do you plan to do about it? All right, you've got a lot of data on your hand right now. You've hopefully honestly assessed what your typical actions are on a daily basis. What are you gonna do about your reactive habits? And what are you gonna do to ensure that you practice more proactive habits? Now, understandably, this is not easy. I am working on this myself. In no way am I trying to paint the picture that I am some sort of master of productivity. I am fully aware that I am wasting a lot of time on reactive habits and not spending enough time on proactive habits. But I want to leave you with some hopefully inspiring words to end this episode, just in case you were feeling a little bit ashamed about the choices that you've made thus far. First of all, cut yourself some slack. All right, give yourself a break. Busy work feels productive. So when you're busy, sometimes you don't have the clarity of mind to accurately assess if that busy work was actually really helpful. And then lastly, The great news is we do not have to work any harder or longer on our business to get where we want to get to, believe it or not. We don't have to punch in 20 more hours a week or sacrifice family time to achieve some of our goals. 
We just need to reshift some of our focus to work on things that will actually drive results. It's really not about time. It's really not about effort. It's about focus. And our focus should be about growing our business and not merely maintaining it. That is going to do it for me today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Please like, subscribe, review the show possibly on your favorite platform. Hope you have a great day, everybody. And I will see you all next week. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First-time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.